Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. Today, we delve into a topic as contentious as it is thought-provoking, the banning of generative AI in the workplace. This is an issue that tugs at the fabric of our contemporary society, an intersection of technology, economy, and ethics that forces us to question not just where we are going, but also, crucially, who we want to be. Generative AI, the kind that uses machine learning models to create new content, has been transforming our workplaces in ways unimaginable just a decade ago. We see it in fields as diverse as journalism, where AI algorithms can now write articles, in design, where it can generate logos and visuals, and in law, where it can draft contracts. However, with this rapid evolution comes a myriad of challenges. The prime concern is job displacement. With every automation, there's a risk that human roles could become obsolete, sparking fear and anxiety among the workforce. There's an ongoing debate. Should we ban generative AI in the workplace to preserve jobs, or should we embrace it and seek to adapt? One school of thought argues that a ban could serve as a temporary measure, buying us time to devise and implement frameworks for the responsible use of AI. They suggest that such a ban could protect employees in the short term, allowing us to retrain and repurpose human capital in the face of automation. However, the counterargument is that hindering technological progress could stifle innovation and lead to economic stagnation. Technology, after all, has always displaced jobs, yet it has also always created new ones, often in fields that we could not have anticipated. Moreover, generative AI has the potential to augment human capability, reducing our load and freeing us up for tasks that demand a distinctly human touch. We've entered an era where our creations are starting to create a notion both thrilling and terrifying. But if history has taught us anything, it's that banning a technological advancement is seldom the solution. Instead, we should strive for balance, for ways to adapt and incorporate this change into our societal fabric. The question then becomes, how do we strike that balance? How do we ensure that as we move forward, we're not leaving anyone behind? The solution, as always, lies not in a binary choice, but in thoughtful discussion, informed policymaking, and a commitment to continual learning and adaptation. Let's begin by breaking down the potential benefits of generative AI. The first and foremost benefit that comes to mind is productivity. If you've ever had to draft an email, you'll understand that it can be a time-consuming process. Now imagine an AI that could write that email for you, saving you time and effort, and freeing you up for tasks that require your unique human perspective and creativity. Multiply this on a global scale, and we're looking at immense time and cost savings, which can lead to increased profitability for businesses. AI is also incredibly efficient at handling large data sets, a task that can be challenging and time-consuming for humans. In areas like healthcare, generative AI can analyze vast amounts of data, help in diagnosis, and even suggest treatment plans, ultimately improving patient outcomes. Additionally, generative AI can perform tasks 24-7 without breaks, weekends, or holidays. This around-the-clock efficiency is particularly beneficial for industries that need constant monitoring, such as cybersecurity or online customer service. Despite these undeniable advantages, the case for banning generative AI in the workplace comes from a place of genuine concern particularly in regards to job displacement. There's a fear that AI could replace humans in various roles, leading to increased unemployment and social instability. It's a sentiment that's perhaps best summed up in the phrase, machines taking over our jobs. This is not entirely without basis. There are jobs, particularly repetitive, and low-skilled ones that are at risk of being automated by AI. Additionally, the adoption of AI may lead to a growing income inequality as those who own and control these technologies reap disproportionate benefits. And while it's true that technology creates new jobs, there's a gap between the jobs that are lost and the new ones that are created, 
both in terms of numbers and skill sets. And then there's the ethical side of things. With generative AI, we're touching on questions of authenticity and ownership. If a machine writes a novel or designs a logo, who should be credited? The machine, the person who owns the machine, or the programmer who designed the AI? These are complex questions that don't have easy answers, which is why some argue for a temporary ban, allowing us time to establish appropriate ethical guidelines. On the other hand, some worry that a ban might hinder progress, and history has taught us that attempts to stop technological advancement are usually futile. Instead, we should focus on managing the transition, on ensuring that workers are reskilled, and that social safety nets are in place for those who might be adversely affected. After all, the ultimate aim should not be to fight against the tide of progress, but to ensure that everyone has the opportunity to ride the wave. Both arguments have merit, and it's essential that as a society, we engage in an open and thoughtful dialogue about how best to navigate these choppy waters. AI is here, and it's here to stay. The question isn't if we should use it, but how we can use it responsibly and ethically to the benefit of all. Moving forward, let's delve deeper into what the future could look like if we choose to embrace generative AI in our workplaces. Take a moment to picture a work environment where mundane and repetitive tasks are automated. Employees would then have more time and energy to invest in creative thinking, problem solving, and strategic planning areas where humans excel and machines fall short. From this perspective, Generative AI becomes a tool for augmentation rather than replacement. It's about automating the automatable so that we can focus on the unautomatable. We're not looking at a future where machines take our jobs, but rather one where they perform tasks that free us up to do the work that matters most to us. The notion of generative AI as a collaborative partner rather than a replacement is not a far-fetched idea. Many of us already use AI assistance in our daily lives. The step towards using AI in our professional lives, therefore, is not as big as we might imagine. However, the process of integrating AI into the workforce should be managed with care. While some professions will benefit immediately from the adoption of AI, others may initially face job displacement. These are the sectors we need to focus on, offering support, retraining, and upskilling opportunities to help affected individuals transition into new roles. It's worth noting that new technology has always led to job displacement, but it has also always created new jobs. The key is to ensure that people are equipped with the skills needed to fill these new roles. This calls for investment in education and lifelong learning, ensuring that people can continually adapt to the changing work landscape. Moreover, we must ensure that the wealth generated from the adoption of AI is fairly distributed. This means implementing policies that prevent wealth concentration and encourage equitable distribution. Some suggest measures like increased taxation on companies that significantly benefit from AI with the revenues used to fund social welfare programs and retraining initiatives. At the core of this approach is the belief in progress in our ability to adapt and evolve. It's about recognizing the potential of AI to transform our lives for the better and ensuring that we are prepared to seize these opportunities. It's a future where AI augments our capabilities and helps us unlock our full potential. However, to realize this future, we need to start the conversation now. We need to engage policymakers, business leaders, workers, educators, and society at large in a dialogue about the future of work. It's about creating an environment that fosters innovation while ensuring that no one is left behind. It's about taking collective responsibility for shaping the future that we want to see. So far, we've discussed the potential benefits and challenges of integrating generative AI into our workplaces. We've also explored possible ways to navigate this transition. But now, let's turn our gaze to what a future with a total ban on generative AI might look like. Banning generative AI would mean a halt to many of the advancements we've been making in efficiency, and productivity. The streamlining that AI can bring to data analysis, report creation, and customer interaction would be lost, potentially leading to slower growth 
and lower profitability. More than that, it could mean a decline in innovation as we lose a tool that has been key in pushing the boundaries of what's possible in sectors from healthcare to entertainment. Moreover, if a ban were imposed, it would not be evenly distributed across the globe. Some countries might embrace the technology while others reject it. This could lead to a technological divide with AI adopting countries potentially making rapid advancements and seeing significant economic growth, while those that ban it may find themselves left behind. Aside from these practical implications, a ban on generative AI in the workplace also signals a retreat from technological progress. It represents a fear of the future rather than an embrace of it. This could have a profound impact on our collective psyche, affecting our ability to innovate and grow. This is not to say that the concerns around job displacement and ethical issues are not valid. They are, and they require serious consideration and action. But rather than outright banning generative AI, it might be more beneficial to look at how we can manage its integration into our workplaces responsibly. This could involve setting up guidelines for the ethical use of AI, putting in place regulations to prevent its misuse, and ensuring that the benefits of AI are distributed equitably. It also involves providing support for those whose jobs might be affected by the introduction of AI, including retraining programs and social safety nets. The idea of banning generative AI in the workplace is a complex one. It is rooted in valid concerns about job displacement, income inequality, and ethical dilemmas. However, an outright ban might not be the best solution. Instead, we need to find a way to embrace the technology while also addressing these concerns, making sure that the benefits of AI are accessible to all, not just a select few. The road ahead is uncharted, but we've navigated uncharted waters before. With thoughtful conversation, informed policymaking, and a shared commitment to equity and progress, we can chart a course towards a future where AI is not a threat, but a tool for growth and prosperity. As we move towards the close of today's conversation, we find ourselves teetering on the edge of a new era, an era that brings with it both immense potential and significant challenges. Whether we choose to embrace generative AI in the workplace, or impose a ban, our decision will undoubtedly shape the future of work, and by extension, the future of our society. In considering this decision, it's crucial to remember that AI, like any tool, is not inherently good or bad. Its impact depends on how we choose to use it. If we approach it with fear, we risk missing out on its potential. If we approach it with blind enthusiasm, we may overlook its pitfalls. The key, as always, is balance. A balance between embracing innovation and safeguarding our workplaces. A balance between maximizing productivity and maintaining human touch. A balance between creating wealth and ensuring its equitable distribution. In essence, our conversation today is less about the technology itself and more about us. It's about our values, our resilience, and our ability to adapt. It's about our commitment to creating a future that is not only technologically advanced, but also socially equitable and ethically grounded. Whenever course we chart, it's clear that the dialogue must continue. We need more voices at the table, from policymakers to educators, from tech developers to workers. This isn't a conversation for a select few, but for all of us. Because it's not just about the future of work, it's about the future of our society. As we wrap up, remember, we're not passive observers in this journey. We are active participants, architects of our collective future. So let's continue to question, explore, and dream. Let's ensure that as we stand at the precipice of this new era, we make choices that reflect not just our technological capabilities, but also our humanity. Because in the end, that's what matters most. Thank you for tuning in and embarking on this intellectual journey with us. As always, keep thinking, keep questioning, and most importantly, keep growing. Until next time, stay curious. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.